the volume. Hey guys, it's the sessions presented by FanDuel. The Super Bowl is here, and there's no better place to get in on the action than with FanDuel. FanDuel has awesome exclusive Super Bowl offers for both new and existing users. There's going to be tons of different bets and new markets available for the game. You can combine multiple bets into a same game parlay, and you can continue to jump in on the action at any time with the live betting. And when you win, you get paid fast. Download the FanDuel app today and start making every moment more during Super Bowl 57. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 for Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com for Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org for Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY for New York. 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. And a one and a two and a one, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sessions. It's Renee and Emilio bringing you the sessions. I'm sitting on the floor. Uh, my house is completely being renovated. It's not good. I mean, when you're saying you're doing a kitchen renovation and a bathroom renovation, that's a big overhaul. Um, I'm sitting on the floor currently. A very uh, bad situation over here. My computer's on top of a laundry basket. Um, I'm probably sitting in lead paint. I don't know. It's not a good scene over here, but we're doing what we have to do for the product, which is the sessions. And it drives you nuts. You are a woman that likes order. You're a woman that likes to make sure that the equipment's set up properly and we're ready to go. And the moment- I don't like being late. I don't like being late. Tardiness in general sends a vibe of disrespect to everybody else involved, and that's not my vibe. I respect everybody uh, involved in this project, so when I feel like I'm dropping the ball, I start to fucking sweat. Because of you, I am no longer tardy to things because we're good. With you. you shouldn't be. You it's know, fucking rude. You've changed my life in that way because I wish I, I could change my husband like that. He doesn't give a shit. He's late to everything. I'm notoriously late for everything. Okay, so what is this? What is the lateness about? How do you not have a panic attack when you're late for something? You just don't care. No, I don't. Why? You don't. You don't think someone's. Oh, someone else is sitting there waiting for me. That doesn't make your fucking palms sweat? No, because what happens is when you're late enough and the people that you hang out with, you break them and they just assume that you're just going to, are you going to run on regular people time? Are you going to run on Emilio time? And so the same thing can go, are you running on Mox time? No. Are you running on regular people time? I got no time? time for it. It pisses me off. It like, it honestly enrages me. It's a bad message to send, but. I've been kind of doing a little self-evaluation, not for any particular reason, but I've realized how much of a, I'm a big time rule follower, I think. You are by the book with certain things. I'm like, hey, let's, let's uh, get a little, let's circumvent this right here. Let's uh, pay Peter to talk to Paul. And you're like, no. I like to follow rules. I like to be organized. And I was never, I wasn't always like that though. Like, I think it's just like adulthood. I don't have... I don't have time to color outside the lines right now. I just got to keep it in the lines and fucking get it done. 
Okay, I, I can understand that, but hear me out. Sometimes you have to color outside the lines to get it fucking done. Oh my God, of course. Listen, if I'm in a pinch and I've got to improvise, of course. But in terms of like, I mean, you know, I was bitching to you about this this week when I was like, oh my God, trying to schedule this show <laughs> makes me want to pull my hair out sometimes. Yeah. Like yeah. it puts me in a fucking tizzy because I don't like leaving you hanging. I don't like leaving James hanging. I know that you guys have work to do on the back end of after we stop recording this, um, all those things while also doing, a, you know, the million other things I'm doing while Adding on top of that, a fucking house renovation. I'm ready to pull my hair out and be bald by the end of this. Listen, so outside of the self-evaluation, we can always do that more with therapy with Renee and Emilio. We can we can always dive into that. Let's talk about this scenario right now because you're in the middle of a demo reno. So we're staying at an Airbnb down the street from us, which is very convenient because now I can just jump back and forth and that part's great. Um, but when you're doing a renovation and you've got a baby, you've got two dogs, you've got a cat, you've got a husband that wasn't feeling so hot for a second. So we're doing a full kitchen renovation, full bathroom renovation up on our third floor, which means you've just got to clear everything out of the way so they can come in and just start, you know, throwing some sledgehammers around or whatever demo guys got to do. They got to chip gains this bitch. They got to chip it up. And that's what they've been doing. They've been chipping it up. And John's building a gym in our basement. So there's a different crew working in our basement getting that done at the same time yes and this is only week one let me just add that in as well this is just which i guess is kind of the hardest because that's when you're like wait what am i doing i've got to move out i've got to get my things what did i leave behind i've got to run back and forth to the house how many times have you ran back to the house all the time because i didn't i didn't like pack a suitcase of things i grabbed a few things in a backpack because when i'm not on the road i'm just in my sweats i don't need much But today, because we were recording, I had to like run back to the house, set up my equipment, which I was going to record in our bedroom. I was like, I'm just going to do this from the bed. What great content. And my computer took a shit on me. We could have called it the sleepover. Oh, my God. The sleepover sessions. That's the next one with you and John, where we have the whole sessions camera crew. It's you guys in bed and it's just microphones and just how he'll hate every minute of it. He would love it. He'll use uh, he'll use the shambok that uh, Samoa Joe gave him on us and we'll just be running away. Yes. Like. Oh, my God. I know. Right. Everybody get out of here. Everybody move. Um, so anyways, that's what's going on over here. So what made you want to do the the kitchen and the bathroom over? And tell the people how many bathrooms you actually have in this house. So this house, which we found out from the kitchen demolition, they found an old pamphlet in the wall. This house used to be a part of historic tours. So it's actually built between 1867 and 1875. We thought 1880 in and around the same neighborhood. Anyways, the house is super old, very charming, used to be a bed and breakfast. So there is a bathroom with every room in this house, basically. So there's five bathrooms, but not and they're they're all fine, serviceable bathrooms. But I kind of I needed to be a little bit bougie and I wanted a nice, luxurious bathroom. So that's what we're getting. And John needs one, too. John needs like a good shower to like get the steam going, get a little direct heat on the back, have a bench, you know. It's a nice shower. A good soaker tub is coming in pending they get it up these godforsaken stairs. 
You also have to keep in mind that we bought this house off of a FaceTime. This was like peak COVID. We were in Las Vegas. We didn't know what we're doing. The house looks great. But then we moved in. And I was like, oh, this is not a new kitchen. It's actually quite it was, the last kitchen renovation was 1987. They painted it on the wall behind the cabinets that we took out. It just needed to be redone. And I wanted. I just fucking wanted it. And John was like, whatever. He's over it. I think for the household decisions, I think he probably knows that it's easier just to let you handle those decisions and he'll just write the check. Well, I did say to him, I was like, listen, I act, I do think that we'll be in this house for a very long time. Like, I love this house. I can't imagine a reason that we want to leave. For that reason, I would like to get the kitchen that I want so that we can enjoy it to the fullest. But if there was ever a situation where I did think we had turn around, sell the house, the kitchen would need to be redone anyway so we can get more bang for our buck. We got to upgrade some things. So we're in it. We're in it. We're doing it. So now are you going to go step by step in like each bathroom when you're ready, save up a little bit more, fix them up a little bit? I got a couple ideas. The other ones just need like, you know, a new sink, a new, the, the ones downstairs are like, they're, they're serviceable. And just need a couple different upgrades. They don't need walls knocked down. They don't need they don't need the full overhaul. The way your house is laid out, the schematics is is like it could get bigger if you were to knock down some walls just to have more space. But like that those old bed and breakfasts were very, very small and compact for for that time. This house is big, but like there is a lot of space in this house, but it's very compartmentalize there's like room room door door there's so many different doors leading into everything so yeah it could use a little like an labyrinth thing I feel like people come in the house and they're like where am I you can get lost pretty quickly but anyways no I love it I love this house I think it's just the best but it's like trying to do renovations that keep it I don't want to bring everything into 2023 you know I still want to keep that charm keep some of that character like, you know, I watch a ton of those HGTV, Mongolian Network. Uh, you and me both. What are your HGTV shows? What are you watching? What do you like? Oh, God. I love Property Brothers. Beachfront Bargains. You know who's got really good ones is um on Discovery Plus. They they have some good, like, art- they've got, like, artisanal style home decor shows. And I fucking love that shit. Oof. Do you watch Hometown? Yeah, I like Hometown. I love Hometown. I think I think Ben and Erin are really good. Don't you think there was a little pressure put on them, though, to be the new Chip and Joanna since Chip and Joanna booted it and they're like, you guys are our new it couple. You guys better bring it. They passed the torch and Ben is like, he's got that full mountain man beard. He's very, very tall. He wears a lot of flannel, but he's an excellent craftsman. Like everything that he makes is from scratch. Like, that's a man's man. Like, I look and question my own masculinity sometimes. And I'm like, I don't know how to build with wood. Do you wish I was a skill you had? Yes, because my father was very, very handy growing up. So it was like I would sit and watch and, and yeah, I know how to hang some sheetrock if I have to or know how to grout something because I can always ask. And, you know, repetition is key. My father comes from a line of construction workers. So this is one of those things. But I, I don't know what a carpenter's plane is used for. I don't know how to use a mill saw. Yeah, I really appreciate when people know how to like build things. And like the dudes that are in here working on this house. Oh, my God. They're also like true cool dudes. I am a huge fan. They're very charming. They know what they're doing. 
Um, so to see those guys just like this is like rewiring the electricity and putting up some drywall and like they just are doing their job, man. That's great. I had to redo a bedroom in my house. I just made phone calls. I asked my dad, give me a good electrician. Give me a good carpenter. Here's the problem. Nowadays, nobody wants to work. What are people doing? So this is like a legit question. I don't understand how people are being paid to do things because nobody wants to work. You can't hire anybody to do anything. It's crazy. What is happening? Is this so this is a COVID thing that people like lost their jobs during COVID? Are they like followed their dreams and gave up their other jobs? What happened? I mean, if your dreams aren't paying you, then what are you doing to make your rent? When I was in San Antonio, a lot of people were telling me, oh, I quit my job and I just do Uber full time. That would drive me nuts. No disrespect to it. If you if you're an Uber driver and you listen to the show, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. But to sit in a car and they will do 18 hour shifts. Legitimately. That is insane to me. And I was like, wait a minute. How long have you been driving while I'm about to get in the car with you? Yeah, that's too long. I'm stretching while we're doing this, by the way. Got to get into these hips, you know. I'll tell you what's driving me a little crazy right now, not to totally switch uh, gears. My kid is heavy as all hell. My back is thrown out from from hauling her around because I run from the Airbnb back to the house all the time and I've always got her on my hip. I'm feeling it. So at what point do you put her down and say, all right, walk? Well, she will do it sometimes, but I don't know. She's in a very, she'll stop and she shuffles in front of me and puts her hands up so she wants me to carry her. I'm like, okay. It's quicker if I do that. It just hurts more. Is she doing that with like strangers too yet or is she still like very, very scared? Like when I walk up to her, she'll still lose her shit? Yeah, she just gets really shy. She doesn't lose her shit. She just like, she, (laughs) she just like looks down or like she won't make eye contact. She'll kind of like look away and gets like all like, she thinks like, I don't know. it's, It's very funny to watch her get like shy. Like father, like daughter really at this point. I know. I know. 100%. Um, Okay. And that aside, you were in San Antonio. How was your trip? How did it go? It was great. I had a double ear infection, so traveling and flying was was bad. But let me tell did you something. Did landing rock your world, being on a plane? It destroyed me. But let me tell you something. The, the, the comforts of first class are just amazing, brother. That Y class is unbelievable. It's a thing of beauty. I'm so glad that I did it because I had all the leg room that I needed that I could get comfortable. Well, especially when flights have been such a doozy lately, I think you can always see people like complaining about flights being canceled and delayed and blah, 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 blah. It's nice to at least have like buy yourself a little extra room when you know the chaos is about to ensue in the travel. And the people were panicking because I guess the plane was new and they were like the cabin only holds about 45 people's bags for the overhead storage. I heard a collective group of just go, oh, I got to check my bag now. Like this is like the end of the world. Yeah, you go check your bag. People get mad. I'm sorry that you have to walk to baggage claim, grab your bag, and then go to the Uber. I'm sorry. I will say that shit chaps my ass too. But I know I get it, my <laughs> too. But you know what though? I was priority boarding group one, baby. Got your bag in there. Sitting next to Reverend Run of Run DMC coming home. Did you talk to Rev Run? I actually know him kind of sorta because his son Diggy Simmons. Diggy. Oh, my God. I used to love him on the reality show. I was his first interview. Really? Yes. So I used to have a blog uh, and I used to get I used to have a vlog too. where I used to interview rappers and I would put them on this thing. And uh, and during like this boom period in hip hop, like the, the like the early aughts, everybody had blogs like two dope boys on smash. Uh, you heard the new 
the smoking section. So if you had a popular website, you saw this face interviewing rappers and asking them the most uncomfortable questions like that did what? not have. Oh, you know, like um, if I was interviewing, let's say like insert rapper here, I'd, I'd be like, who is your favorite white person? Or if I was interviewing like a white rapper, I'd be like, you know, name your favorite black person, like really put them in an uncomfortable position to get the comedy out of it. Or I would ask them like stupid things like, is the S in sense silent? The S in sense. Yeah, even though it, it isn't, but they would just to throw them off. So you see them think and sounding it out in their head. It would just, I would do things like that. And then I would do like my, my regular, like kind of like you style where I came super prepped. Then I would tell them, so on the album, you did this. What was this record? Was this a diss record to this person? Da, 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 da. But my thing was always like, once they drop their guard a little bit, then going for the questions that I know I can loosen them up a little bit. Yeah, I did. You have no technique. You do. You have a technique. You Miyagi your guests to the point where like, no, you do. You're a scientist at it. And I, and I tip my hat to you, lady. Well, no, I think if I was a scientist at it, I would know. I would be like, this is by design. I'm doing this strategically. There's no strategy. Well, maybe you're just being humble. I don't know. But you're fucking great at it. I love it. So I, I was bullshitting with him for a bit and I asked him about his son and we were just talking about his son and the guy he was with, I guess it was his manager or just his buddy that does all this day-to-day stuff. He goes, yeah, Diggy was adamant about having you as his his first and this other dude named Bongo Boy. Like, cause he swore by your videos. He thought you guys were, were the bee's knees. And I was like, yeah, I was the bee's knees. And I, I just asked him how his son was and, and that was it. And then I DM'd his son because we still talk via, via Twitter sometimes. So I just DM'd him. I said, yo, wish you well. I saw your pops. I hope everything's good with what you. What is man. Diggy up to now? He still puts out music. He models a little bit. Oh, because I remember him being very cute. Like I remember on the show being like, oh my God, cute little Diggy. So he's, he's handsome. Very handsome. Okay. Into clothes. I mean, you know, like, you know how a young 20 something is in, in this day and age. You know, the, the fits always got to be fresh. The sneakers got to be on point. The music has to be all encompassing with everything that you see. Optic is everything. Why so, are we all so curated? I just think that's just the way it happened. I think because of social media, we became curated. Like, you know, like everything has to be by design in regards to presenting. We're all like peacocks showing our plumage on social media. Right. Here I am. This is what I'm bringing to the table. Look at me. I'm wearing this or I'm doing this or I'm taking a picture with this person. Is it tacky to tag where your clothes are from now? Do we not do that anymore? If you want a sponsorship. I mean, isn't that the entire point of social media? Absolutely. I remember when I was doing it, I was tagging. Oh, God, I wanted like leather jackets from like Boda skins. I would tag them and shit. Uh, whoever, like jeans that I wanted. And mostly, oh, I got them. They were like, okay, cool. You got some numbers. You're, you're doing something great. Like Nike used to send me free shit all the time. I'm like, cool, let's. Let's rock and roll. But then you get so much stuff. You're like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then you just feel like you're, you're politricking just for that. And then you might lose the people that actually want to see what you're doing. And it's like, how many times you guys do the blue steel face while wearing a shirt? Or you're just looking off into the distance. I know. We, I feel like we've talked about this for years about how social media just makes us all always presenting our best selves and presenting sort of like a filtered version of ourselves, always putting like the best foot forward. But I know there really is this whole sense of like, we want to show everybody every little thing about ourselves. Yeah, because I think what we want to do is 
show that, hey, we're interesting. We all want to be, I don't know if everybody wants to be a star. Look how interesting Just I look am. how interesting I am. Find me interesting. And then you want to follow me and then I can show you my life. Like, you know what has taken over Instagram is the real, is the video. It's no longer just a photo platform that you can pop off a fit or you could take a, a picture of, you know, your, your meal or like, you know, something you thought was artsy in your head because the light and the shadow come together at the exact same time and you use a filter, you know, but the video has changed it now. So I know when I'm, I'm scrolling and at first of all, I'm bad at social media, not bad at social media, but the last time I posted on my Instagram feed was in June. I oh, have wow. not posted a, vi- a photo. I'm always on the story. You see where I'm going. But even in my brain, I'm like, oh man, I now want to rebrand the gram. I want to archive all my old photos. I want to take new ones. I want to do a, a reel twice a month. Blah, 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 blah. I don't got time for that shit. Who does? Actually, I'll tell you who does. I don't, but I'm making time for it is me because I mean, by the time this airs, I've already done it, but I'm filming some food stuff. I've got a local guy here, Shay. He's going to come to my Airbnb and we're going to cook some stuff because I need to put some more stuff out there, too. I need to break up this stupid fucking feed that we're all glued to. And it's nice to see some food. It's also nice to see the kid. I'm just you know, tired, though. You know, like I'm tired and it's a lot of work. It's not just like, oh, here's my fucking steamed broccoli. It's like, no, now I got to go cook a thing. Well, I got to go. Oh, my God. It's so much work. It's all so much work. There's nothing easy about it. No. And that's what social media pretends that it is easy. I know. And it's not. Because they pay you to do real, not you, but they will pay you. They like should I pay have, me. Instagram has hit me up several times. Do you want to join the Reels program so you can get paid? And I'm just like, I don't have time. to. I don't even TikTok. I, I don't. Like I, I, I have a, I have a TikTok account, but I don't, I don't post on it. I don't even go on it. I don't go on it. I was on high for a little while. When you thought Twitter was going away, is that one? Yeah, because I'm also on the quest to own the actual name, just Emilio. Right. I've never just, like, it's always been taken. I want to be the only Emilio on social media. When people type in E-M-I-L-I-O, I want it to be me. But it comes down to presenting. Let's show how interesting I am. Like, all these travel vlogger girls. Maybe that's why nobody's working anymore, because everyone's too busy doing these fucking reels. And they try to get really artsy, right? Or there's the mommy vloggers, which I find really, I really funny too. I follow a ton of them now. What about the Target ones where now it's just like there's Target I and then know. there's Kohl's people and they do that as well. Then you have the guys where we're going to cook meat on an open fire with a piece I of like wood. I like those guys too, actually. Those are interesting. Or, or uh, I'm following like a lot of jujitsu guys. Or something like this, where you see a microphone in their face, yellow text on the bottom, and they say something kind of like interesting and You're like, deep. Do I have to go listen now? Yeah, right. And and that's it. Like um, like dudes like Michael Chernow is a dear friend and a former client of mine. Michael's very power positive forward. You got to have habits and structure and routine. Michael puts up reels constantly. He's like, sauna, cold plunge, eat your food, take your prayers, say your vitamins, brother. Dun, 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 dun. Like, you know, it's just imagine like, <laughs> remember his goddamn shirt going, let me tell you something mean, Gene. You know, but he's very good at it and he's built an audience for yeah. that though. Yeah. I just don't have time to curate that. I like my sneakers. I like my clothes. I like my wrestling and I like some other shit. I, a lot of people do these reels where they like, 
they shoot one on one side and then they stand on the other one. They do like the do's and don'ts of yes. fashion stuff. I have to watch those about 15 fucking times <laughs> until I'm like, wait, what am I doing or not doing? Right. They're so hard to follow because I'm looking at one side and I'm trying to match them up. It's too much for me. I think that's when I'm like, oh, I'm getting old and I don't understand anymore. Because I seen one when there was a guy talking about suits and stuff. And I sent that to skinny Nikki. I forgot what his response was, but it was typical Nikki. I think he was like douchebag. No, not doing this. Corny, cringe. You, you know how Nikki talks. And then like it, it started to resonate with me. I'm like, yeah, this is cringe. Sometimes I like it. Like I will say I feel like I'm in a bit of like a fashion rut, which is why I feel like when I see these, I'm like, oh, yeah. Tell me, how do I do this? Like, what's the word? I, I don't know what to call it. It's like fashionable slob that I just like don't understand and not that I don't understand I don't know how to do it I think what happens is now it becomes so hyper focused and all of it's in your face at the same time you're becoming very overwhelmed and you're like yeah am I doing this right am I wearing clothes like this on tv am I doing all the don'ts am I doing all oh, the do's I know am I doing the don'ts Am I doing the don'ts? That's the It's funny. I saw the other day this shit chapped my ass. I saw that ballet flats are coming back. I will not fuck with a ballet flat. Don't do it. I can't. I shan't. I will not do it. I will not participate. I hate ballet flats. I will do my chunky loafer. I will live safely in that spot. Ballet flats? Absolutely not. But anyways, I was bitching about this to John. And John's always the voice of reason. He's like, just don't wear it. If you don't like it, don't wear it. If Like, why are you following the trends? Be your own trend. I'm like, oh, calm down. All right. Right. But then, there, but then there are people that emulate your husband on social media where John could probably become this social media guru if he did like a moxism or whatever, even though we know that's not him. But there are guys that act like him on social media. Follow your own heartbeat, man. Listen to your own voice. And you see they build this like big fucking following and it's curated it's all just curated it's who we want everyone to think we are oh my god it's all just i don't like it i want to i want my i want my fucking refund i want out you should yeah i want out too let's but you can't get out because once you're in you're in that's the that's the problem and we all scream into an echo chamber of like-minded individuals so you like something once that becomes on your discover page and then like you like something else and then that builds and then they're just starting to categorize and curate for you what they think your algorithm likes. And next thing you know, you're in a hole <laughs> of just scrolling on chicks doing just fitness things. And then you're like, the why am I on The algorithm They riven, bruh. They riven. And, and that's the and that's the crazy part. Uh, a lot of the shoe stuff with me, too, because I want to know like all the sneaker drops are coming. Big shout outs to Ariel Hawani, who's on my flight as well. I seen him. That's a good brother. Good says brother. He likes our banter. He says... Emilio, I listen. You guys are great. Thank you, Ariel. I so love you, you Ariel Hawani. What a gem of a human being. Love him. Actually, his boy DC now here at the volume. Those two are thick as yeah, thieves. We gotta get DC on. You can. Yeah, we do. do your I Googles, would love to get DC. Download on the, show. the 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 episodes and and watch him on his YouTube channel. He's part of the yeah, volume. Yeah, check family. him out. Love Daniel Cormier. Absolute legend. Legend. Okay, so you're down in San Antonio. What all did you accomplish while you were in San Antonio? You went down for the Rumble. Obviously, you were there with E. I have not seen E since before um, when he won Money in the Bank. You've not seen him since then. Holy shit! 
I've been friends with a tour for about 10 years and um, we will go sometimes one year or two years without seeing each other, but we talk every day. That's but crazy. we talk every day. Literally, we will talk every day from like the moment he wakes up early, he's texting me. And while I'm going to bed, I'm responding back. And then when Sounds I wake like up, the conversation relationship, we got it's a bro. It's it's a bromance or a man love, as I would yeah, like to call yeah. it. It's, it's, it. There's a man love there. But that's my brother. I love him. You so. know, what's funny. is So when you messaged me that you were with E and I said to you, it's I don't know. I mean, yes, he's an exceptional human being. But for some reason in the last week, I've been thinking about E a lot. So it was like very serendipitous and weird when you sent me the picture with him. And I was like, oh, my God, why am I thinking about E so much right now? So I need to text him and like catch up with him. But he's just been on my mind. He's got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, He's very excited about the Our Heroes Rock thing that he has going on. It's a short animated film, and I've seen bits and pieces of it. Renee, who great. Listen, not to blow smoke and not just to be one of those like supportive best friends, but it is so good. It could quite possibly if the it could win an Oscar. Stop. That's how good it is. No, it's it's when are really we gonna good. be able to see it? Do you know? They're thinking about doing a viewing release party the week of WrestleMania in Los Angeles. So he told me once he finds out all the information. And it's him and Andreas Hale's part of that as well, yes, right? Yes, and I think Jonathan Davenport, who is the um, the animator. Andreas Hale, also great guy. It's really cool. I th- I'm very excited for everybody to see it. Um, and I, I, I told him, I was like, listen, man, you are living the dream right now, my friend. Yeah. So I was so when I tweeted what I tweeted, very happy to see bruh healthy and thriving. Like it really brought a tear to my eyes. So when he left, like I gave him a big, long hug and I told him, man, I'm, I'm just so glad you're here and you're able to do this. Yeah. And you're able to walk and you're yeah. able to move your neck and breathe on your own. So yeah. to see him that he's actually doing it and he has some really, really cool stuff. Yeah. I'm going to message him. I got to catch up with him. You got to catch up with him because I think yeah. you guys, I think you guys should, should hang. Um, so I went down there for that. I also tried some Wagyu steak for the first time. Oh, okay. Tell me about the Wagyu because you were sending me pictures of it. Have you never had Wagyu before? I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. For people that maybe don't know or don't remember is that you were not eating meat for how long? A decade. A decade. Wow. Okay. So to go from having like a regular ass steak into Wagyu, did this rock your little taste buds or what? Yes. I want more. I, I want more of the Wagyu now. I was like, wait a minute. Keep the Wagyu I was like, wait coming. a minute. Why am I eating this peasant steak when this exists? Because it's expensive as fuck. Oh, that's my God. Why. When we got the bill from the Palms, we were like, huh, OK, whatever. It's fine. But but like, yeah, we got it. But it was just like, fuck it. We're here. We want to do it. You're in Texas. You got to eat the meats, bro. He's got to live. Oh, my God. A Wagyu steak in Texas. Yes. Bend me over and yeehaw. Let's yeehaw, go. Yeehaw my mouth softly, brother. <laughs> I wanted I wanted a couple of bottles of blood or a glass of blood when I was eating this, Ooh. but I'm on antibiotics because I got a double ear infection. So I was just like. Grow up, Emilio. You can mix antibiotics and a uh, little you wine. Can, so wait a minute. I can mix a Z-Pack and drink some wine. 
I mean, a doctor would tell you definitely not, but I should have consulted you then. Okay, I should. I would have. I would have run the. I just on thought that. I was gonna go to suffer fucking renal failure or something, and the next thing I know, like you know what I mean, like I'm yeah, on I'd a donor's fall asleep, list. I think, guys, don't take my advice on this. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I could be very wrong, but I think if I was on an like, I know you're. I know for sure you're not supposed to drink on an antibiotic, but I, I probably would have slipped in a glass of wine myself. Next time I go eat Wagyu, I will definitely make sure that I, I'm not You're out doing it, you know? You could have had like a little like six ounce or maybe. I think just maybe don't like drink, drink. Right. Or maybe I could have just swished it in my mouth every time I took a piece yeah, of Yeah, sip, sip it. it. Sip it with the food. It's not like you're like getting smashed. No, because the Good Brothers got me back into wine. So I was just like, oh, uh, all right, let me, let me, let me have some blood with the I, boys. Yeah. Wine's wine nice. is nice. I do. I, I prefer it over beer. Not get a lie. Oh, me too. By a landslide. Like, I yeah, can't tell too. you the last time I had an alcoholic beverage that was made from harps and barley. Oh, you know what? I actually had a beer at the airport I, when I was connecting in Denver the other week. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have this. Didn't even, I had like the neck of it. That's how you know you're growing up. I was just over it. I had a couple sips and I was like, oh, I actually didn't want this at all. You know what I was thinking about? When I was a kid and I was hanging out with my friends and in Staten Island, we hung out at the park, which was literally just a stretch of grass in between like like apartment houses. And that's where we would drink um, 99 like bananas and we would drink like Black House. What was when you were a kid? What was Old so, English, baby. Like St. Ives, like the whole, <laughs> yup. A Colt 45, either a Colt 45, Old English, and then also the foray into peach schnapps and um, Smirnoff ice. Or did you guys have Rev? No, what is that? Rev was like, um, I think it was like a caffeinated alcohol drink. It was like a cooler, but there was like caffeine in it. Oh, that would have been also, rocket fuel for us. Did y'all, do you guys have um, absinthe here? Yes. Yeah, absinthe was like another one too. That was like, that was like in high school, but I like the very first things when you're just like, I'm just going to drink in this parking lot or in the park or the 7-Eleven parking lot was, um, yeah, it was Colt, Colt 45s, Old English or like peach schnapps. And then I, I remember uh, one of my boy's older brothers was like, all right, well, you guys are going to try Heineken today for the first time. And I was like, oh, wow, I feel so dignified and classy that the 22 year old is getting us Heineken's and we're going to sit here and, and drink our 22s of Heineken. You know, and I was like, yes, let's do it. Because if it's from a brown bottle, it tastes like piss. But if it's from a green bottle, it makes us more class. I'll say this, though, um, being, uh, you know, obviously with John not drinking and he has all the non-alcoholic beers, athletics is his like favorite, favorite. Um, I actually really love the Heineken Zeros. Heineken Zeros are awesome. And I had a Stella non-alcoholic beer the other day that was also very good. I don't know if you did this, but we did this in our in our dumb early 20s. Did you ever mix Hennessy and Hypnotic and create an Incredible Hulk? No. Hypnotic's kind of like absinthe, isn't it? Same kind of thing. I It was this blue turquoise liquor, right? And when you mix the brown Hennessy together, it turned green. Okay. And that's why they called it the Incredible Hulk. And I remember like my friends would just sit and smash bottles of this shit. It would create like a rage and they would like do dumb, moronic Staten Island things. And I was like, oh, I can't hang out with you guys anymore. I'm out of here. Uh, I was in the mix for a lot of that stuff. I, I don't feel like I ever really dabbled in that too much, but I was definitely around it. Yeah. Oh, God. I, yeah. Do you Ugh. remember Cafe Patron? 
Oh, the, the like caffeinated tequila? Yeah. I never had that, but I remember working at a bar and they had it. I loved it. I hate tequila and unless it's in a margarita. I'm honestly a little bit of a bitch when it comes to like booze. I don't like I don't like a really heavy stiff drink. Right. Like you you to me if like you were out on the road or when you were a young pocket just tearing it up, just sneaking from Carol and Tex, you were just little, little nippy shots. I thought you'd just be like, you know what? Give me a gray goose, give me a whiskey neat. I'm in Canada. This is what we do. We kill animals. We wear their fur. We drink brown liquor. I don't like to like dabble into too many different like liquors. Like I kind of keep it simple either like, which I've, I've not even had a drink with liquor in it in two years. Plus Nora's almost two. I've not had anything since she's been born. And then you add the nine months onto that. That would knock me on my ass. Well, you're a responsible parent now. It's over. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. Your life as you knew it is done. The fun is gone. Now your fun is like taking your kid and doing a dance party. To- we went to the aquarium. That's what we do. And did you have a blast? It was all right. It was, you know, it was nothing to write home about, but it was fine. Do you see yourself now doing this shit? Like, this is boring, but I'm here because the kid loves it. No, because I still like seeing it through her eyes. It's not that I think it's boring. It's more so like, what can she tolerate that she will enjoy? I want her to do things that she likes. While giving her like new experiences, but she's at like that age where she is starting to like, she understands more. She wants to like, I got to get her out of the house and we got to get moving. And she's going to be two, right? Yeah. Like, what is she like? She loves Frozen. She loves Moana and she loves Elmo. The Holy Trinity. She's got good taste. She's got good shit. Though she is now entering this like daredevil phase. She's jumping off shit. (laughs) She's just climbing on shit. She's jumping off shit. She's giving me a run for my money. And I figured this morning, so this morning we have like this slide that John brought from our house into the Airbnb. So she's like ripping it up on this slide. Then she realized she can stand on the slide. So I have to develop my parent voice to go, hey, get off of that. Like I I don't have it down. Anything I tried, I tried to reason with her. I tried to talk gently. It didn't work. And I was like, all right, next time she does it, let's kick it up a notch. So I kicked it up a notch and I gave her a little stern talking to nothing. Then I like shouted, still nothing. So I don't know, guys. I'm working on it. I'm working on my mom voice. You know who has to do it? It's John. I don't know. John's got to go, hey! Actually, yeah, that might scare the shit out of her. You know, you, you got to get him to do it like how he looked at Hangman that time right before they mixed it up and he got right in, he's got to get right in Nora's face and go, let me tell you something. Yeah, maybe I'll put John on the job. You gotta, you gotta do it. I don't, but you could, I think as she will get older, you will put the fear of God into her because I think like once she's on, like she can understand. She needs to see me fly off the rails. Like I need to lose my shit and she'll go, whoa. Cause she's not but seen do that you yet. Lose your shit, it's in there. Oh my God. All the time. I've, never, I've been working with you almost four years. I've never seen you lose your shit. I don't have to lose my shit on you. I don't live with you. <laughs> I lose my shit on everybody else in this house all the time. That's like when I was talking to Samoa Joe. I was like, what tips you off? Because there's shit at my house that just fucking puts me over the edge. Yeah, my mother's like that too. She used to do that all the time too. We do so much for you guys and everyone's just in our way. Y'all stink. Y'all leave messes around. In terms of being like a disciplinarian, I think it was more my mom than it was my dad. And this is, and this is no knock on my old man, but my old man was working all the time. 
So, you know, when he when he would come home, we would already be tuckered out from being fuckheads as a kid. You know what I mean? And 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 Ange was all burnt out with the hairs off the side of her head, just cooking dinner. And she would have been like, I'm done. She knew how to get us to be silent. Wrestling's on the TV. Here's some chicken cutlets. Put them down your gullet and watch Razor Ramon. Yeah, it's funny when you do hit that. You're like, just uh, we're all coping. Do what you got here. Here's the frozen. Here's your dinner. Here's whatever. These are the things that I know are going to work. Uh, but I can only imagine as they like get older and have like, their, it's like, oh, look out. Wait till she hits that age where she's going to defy you. She's testing her boundaries with me right now. She Because she does this. She gives me a look when she's about to do something bad. She'll go. Oh, she knows. She's like, I'm going to call her out on it. But it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh because I see her doing it. I'm like, you know what? Bring it. And eventually when she starts to really talk, like she's going to hear the bad words. And she's going to say them and then you can't. I mean, we already all know if anyone listens to the show, I swear like a tr- like a trucker. So I need to. Uh, yeah, I need to start. And then she's going to say it. Right. And she's probably going to be adorable with that little like Cindy Lou Who face. And she's going to say the fuck word. Do you like remember being a kid and having your moment of that of saying something you weren't supposed to say? And the room kind of changed. I remember one time at a dinner party, we were sitting at the kids table and my cousin Sal was like, just bothering me. And I maybe I was like eight or nine and he was like 10 or 12. It's in the middle of my cousin Vincent's communion. And I turn around and I go, Sal, will you just shut the fuck up? And, and like, they all <laughs> turn, like the Italian music stopped. And my mother was like, <laughs> oh, sorry. You know, my like prepubescent high squeaky voice. Oh, sorry. But that kid drove me nuts. Oh my God. He was breaking my chops. I was like, bruh. These things happen. I remember getting in trouble one time. We were doing, I was young. I was probably like grade one or two. And you're doing the anatomy chart. You're like writing out hands, head, face, whatever. I wrote down pussy. (laughs) (laughs) So they, of course, call my mom and they're like, uh, why did she write that here instead of like vagina? I don't even know how I knew that word, to be honest. But it's funny. My mom and I were just talking about that, about like how embarrassed she was that she had to go in and like deal with the repercussions of like my dumb ass having written this like dirty word down. Whoops. I mean, that's the name for it, though. You know, it is the name. You know, that happened too one time. I was doing a school report and it was, um, we had to dress up. I never remember public school 21. It was in Mrs. Olson's class for fifth grade. And we had to do a report or dressed up as the person. All these people are doing like, I don't know, like all these like science, Jonas Salks and George Washington's. I did Al Capone. Okay. Oh my God. I have an Al Capone story too. And they would ask you some questions at the end just to see if you wrote it. And they were like, well, do you know how Al Capone died? And I was like, yeah, having sex with a prostitute, he got syphilis. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, he died of syphilis. And wow. uh, they were all like taken aback. They were like, prostitute, syphilis. They called Great. my mother. They were like, Mrs. Madunio, how does he know all this? My mother's like, it's in a book. Living a life over here, tuts, learning shit. You ever heard of fucking street smarts? That's what I got. Exactly. You ever hear about common sense? This is what yeah, my you want kid, some of this? My kids got it. We don't learn in from an Encyclopedia Britannica. Oh, I love dumb kid shit. I can't, I'm actually like, yeah, I can't wait to see what kind of like nonsense Nora's going to throw our way. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. 
Download FanDuel now and use the promo code Renee, R-E-N-E-E, so that you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Now, all of that is on the top-rated sports app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today with the promo code Renee, R-E-N-E-E, to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 for Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com for Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org for Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY for New York. 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Wrestling-wise, what are you liking? What are you seeing? What have you been into? From the WWE side, I've been loving the whole presentation of Imperium with Gunter. I thought he had a really good showing at the Royal Rumble coming in at number one and lasting all the way till the end, being eliminated by the American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes. The whole bloodline stuff has been fabulous. It has been a story. I really now look forward to seeing what Jey Uso does because it seems like Sami Zayn broke his heart. It's really, really good storytelling. Uh, Sami and Kevin have been incredible with this as well as just the rest of the ensemble. So shout outs to all of them. On the AEW side, right now, the stuff that MJF is doing with Brian Danielson is just so good. I love the fact that when you were with Danielson in the room, Doc Samson's there and he's talking about, I'm not saying- Fiery promo. Fiery promo. I love the fact that he referenced his shoulder injury from WrestleMania 30 when he won and had that big moment. It's a nice callback. Like, it's very well done. I'm really liking the mind games the DMD's playing right now. And I'm curious to see whether or not- the actual pillars become the faces and the new girls become the mean girls because I'm curious to see what's happening because Soraya put the boots to Willow. Britt Baker's coming out, looking at when the music's playing, throwing Tony off. Tony's stepping out of her game and then she just walks away, doesn't put a hand on her, but the pops are getting louder and louder for Britt every time she comes out. And now we're starting to get a smatter and a booze coming from Tony. So it's really, really dope. Like, I'm, I really want to see what's going on with that. You know who I like and what I like? And I would like to get your reaction to this. I'm a big Takeshita fan. Um, obviously, he's an outstanding wrestler. But now that I've gotten to work with him doing a few promos, um, I really feel like we kind of unlocked a cool level of having him do his promo in English, but then to like hit a point in Japanese and then with the follow up, I thought that that was really great. 
First off, he's an incredible performer. Yeah. So like he's already got that on Smash. Great Twitter follow, by the way. If you don't follow him on Twitter, follow him. He's very funny. I got to do the follow now. I got to do it. I know he has an obsession with Cinnabon. He's been documenting his like move to the United States and all of like the different things that come with that. It's very funny. Getting his car, trying to like order an air fryer, but he actually ordered a cutting board. It's, it's all very charming and funny. The organic growth of certain individuals in that company is really impressive to me. And again, I guess maybe it's just this different style of booking. Not to say one is better than the other, but the one that I'm currently like really into is seeing the organic growth in the way the crowd reacts to a performer. You've seen it early on when a guy like a Will Hobbs or the Acclaim were on Dark, where they slowly started to build and like the crowd was really with them. Or somebody who's already over on the internet like Dan Housen and he comes out and he develops this thing. Orange Cassidy is a great one because Orange Cassidy blows people's minds because he's like got such a great character, but he like can fucking go. Yeah. And and then like you see that and you get weeks and months of television and you see these individuals grow and develop right in front of our eyes in real time. It's thoroughly impressive to see what the gun club is doing right now with the acclaim is so good where they had that therapy session and they really went into how like daddy wasn't there for them. But meanwhile, Billy's indirectly saying, well, daddy got you a job. I thought that was really cool. Now, does it to me again, my my common sense is tingling. I'm thinking and this is just me, folks. You could tweet me right or wrong or you could say, no, he's daddy ass. He stays with the acclaim. I think he turns on the acclaim and he helps his boys win the tag team championships. I think that's kind of sexy. And I'm all here for it because I miss Yellowstone uh, Billy Gunn baseball cap. I don't like the acclaimed oh, cap. I miss yes. the Yellowstone cap. Billy Gunn's so. the best. It's just, it's just cool stuff Billy like Gunn. that. I also think like Impact's doing yeah. some really cool stuff as well. So I really like Josh Alexander. I think he's been on an incredible run yeah. as world champion over there. Almost a year. Uh, you know what else was really, really great was um, Emi Sakura and uh, yes. Jamie They absolutely beat the shit out of each other. I feel like that was a very special cool moment that really um, put them both in a really, I mean, Jamie Hayter's been on the up and up and up, but have Emmy go out there and have that moment, I think was, that was a huge moment for her. I also like the promo that, that Jamie cut when she was like, when we first started, I was this. Now that you're back, I'm this. And it's like a nice true to form full circle for her because she was another one talking about that organic, like build to somebody who's seen like really come into their own working with somebody who is so good as Brit? Brit throws a large shadow. It's hard to identify or stick out when you're with somebody who nails it every single time. Like she can do it with a look. She can do it with a promo. She can go out there. Yeah, she's got such a presence. Yeah. And confidence. And I don't think people give her enough credit for doing I that. I agree. I totally agree. It's funny. It's uh not to like, it's different from Charlotte, but I feel like Charlotte gets so much flack from people. She's just so fucking good. What do you want? Like she's she's a great wrestler. She's a great promo. She's like she I I think Charlotte's fantastic and I think that Brit falls into that as well where like she's just really well-rounded. You can tell when it just clicks. And you have to stay in that zone for as long as you can for as many matches and for as many promos as you can until it unclicks. And it's natural that it will unclick. 
Of course. And but then like then you're like, now where do I shift? Now what do I do? You got to be like those 10 steps ahead kind of situation. And oh, my God, the way Dynamite ended last week was. Oh, I know. Incredible and sad at the exact same time. It was a really beautiful moment. And, you know, I I don't have a personal relationship with the Briscoes. I've never been able to work with them before. I was my first time ever meeting Mark when he was at TV this past week. But I think to see someone like him go through what he just went through to have that kind of a loss and to be able to step back into the thing that he knows and to just go out there and do that to go out and wrestle and of course with it being Jay Lethal and the history between all of them. It was a beautiful moment in a very tragic situation and I'm really glad that AEW was able to pull that together to be able to pay tribute to Jay Briscoe. Um, I know that it meant a lot to so many of like the men and women that that have shared a ring with him that have spent time with him. Um, it, it was really really nice to be able to see people I don't want to say like just like grieving together, but to be able to just be there together and lean on each other through like a really difficult time. It was a very touching tribute to to somebody that I I kind of knew. I, I've had like several interactions with him throughout the years. Um, this is this is the one story that I have that I will always cherish forever. So my first time ever, I'm backstage at a Ring of Honor show, and it was I think it was, it was Danielson versus nigel mcginnis and they were they were both going to wwe at that point it was rumored that they were going i had to be no more i think 19 maybe 21 tops right so that means like the briscoes were a year with two years younger than me so if i'm 20 they're 18 right just to put perspective on it i thought these dudes were older than me because they just even at that age they're just they were like grizzled veterans they look like like just, just, just again, like we were talking about before, like hard men, brother. I meet Chris Hero. I'm bullshitting with Chris Hero and El Generico was sashaying around. Um, I'm with Sanjay Dutt. I'm talking to them. And Jim Cornette walks by, taps me on the shoulder and says, hot, Tyler. He's calling me Tyler Black. He thought I was Seth Rollins. <laughs> and he was like, how's that shoulder doing? Because I guess he was out with a shoulder injury because he wasn't at the show. Yeah. He thought it was me. You're booked, babe. By right. Meanwhile, uh, 21 year old me or 20 year old, however old I was, did not look like Seth Rollins. I look like him now, but I don't look like him then. You know what I mean? And so everybody laughs. Briscoe says um, I, he leaves. They come back later on. I wanted to flick with him. And he was like, yeah, let's take that flick with your Tyler Black looking ass. And every time I seen him after that, the first thing he would always say was, what's up with your Tyler Black looking ass? And, <laughs> and we would always laugh at that. And I'm like, you know, Jam, That's I'm all funny. right. And and that was it. Like it was just once in a blue moon. And man, it's just it's just sad. But I will always be fond of that really odd, weird moment at the Manhattan Center just with like dudes that I did not know. It was like my first four way, like really doing like wrestling journalism, wrestling type media. I was nervous as all hell. I didn't want to stay back there too long, but Ring of Honor just rolled out the red carpet. They were so nice, so accommodating. And then once he said that, like, it was just really funny after that. And I had a good time every time I was allowed to go there. So RIPJ, man. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah, I've, it was just, it was really nice to see everyone be able to come together and just kind of lean on each other through all of that. Um so yeah, shout out to uh, to AEW for putting that together and during a pretty difficult time. As we're wrapping this up here, I expect some really dope 
progress pictures of the bathrooms? Like, did you like the kitchen? Did you do the backsplash already? Is it all picked out? We have the countertops. Like, what are we doing? It's all picked out. Everything's picked out. Everything's done. We're doing a Navy Island. What a pop. What a pop of color. Cupboards are all white. Um, So that is all kind of staying the same. We're just getting more cabinet space, et cetera, et cetera. But up here in the bathroom, we did like a really cool, like deep turquoisey green cabinet. Um, And then we did this like beautiful stand in shower uh, with the bench and the different handles and different shower heads and all that. And then like a big deep soaker tub. So I cannot wait. And finally, fucking proper lighting. I've been doing my makeup in the dark for essentially 10 years. Guess who's going to be hot now, bitches? <laughs> now what? Now what are you going to fucking do, huh? Just kidding. <laughs> Worship me. Like my new photos. Like my reels. I'm going to present myself. Influencer uh, Paquette over here. I love it. It's not just frozen it. and it. mom treats, okay? We're here. All right, dude. Thanks for hopping on here with me. I appreciate you. Love doing it. Isn't it fun? I know. I, I enjoy these episodes, too. I like I I love doing interviews. I love being able to pick people's brains and have those conversations. But sometimes it's nice to just like shoot the shit without any notes. I don't have to prep for it. Little mental breather. You are like a palate cleanser for me. I like it. It's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. <laughs> That's nice, right? Thing. Or is that rude? No, I think it's very nice. It means that I, I'm, I'm helping you sometimes decompress. Oh, well, thank, uh, you are calming to me. It's the voice. It's the Italian accent. That's what it is. It's the Staten Island accent. <laughs> what was the word you said before we jumped on here? The Shangad. Shangad. The Shangad. There you go. So anybody, if you don't know, Shangad means shit. You always just throw out these words as if I know what you're saying. I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. James knows what you're talking about because y'all are both Italian. But yeah, you guys get it. I'm I'm left out. It's the sessions. It's not a Shangad podcast. So listen, as we're as we're winding down, remember, we are on AMP. Download the AMP app. We're on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 830 Eastern every week. So you, if you like what we do, you'll love it there. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram at Renee Paquette. You know It'll how to come spell up. it. If It'll not, come up. just do the Googs. Type in yes. Renee AEW. Things pop up. Follow me. E-M-I-L-I-O-S-P-A-R-K-S. I promise you I will post a new photo soon. Please. June. Jesus. It's been a while. Let's go. It's been a while. All right. And uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. All right. Like, subscribe, and just, just do the You're things. You're hawking too Rhythms much stuff, rhythms. Emilio. We've lost them. They've stopped listening. No one's listening anymore. They've shut it off because they know that we're done. When I'm listening to a podcast and I start to wind down, I go, okay, it's done. And I turn it off. So we're talking into the abyss. We're screaming into <laughs> the abyss. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye.